Cave Rising. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> um, here we are on beautiful Lake Powell in Glen Canyon. Um, we're in, I guess, technically Utah right now, Red Rock Country, right? And uh, it's Justine and myself here on our little houseboat. And that myself is Zane. And myself is Zane, yeah. <laughs> we bought um, back in 2015 or so. And Okay, we were just trying to do this and the backstory was getting too long. But like the what the one minute version would be Justine graduated from college, moved to Page, Arizona, which is like the most American place in the world. It's like machines and gas stations and Walmarts and, and you can and churches and you can visualize the rest. And started teaching here and found herself immersed in a community that was very, very different from our sort of liberal, environmentally conscious communities that we had been immersed in in Colorado College and elsewhere. And so come here, um, we knew the lake, Lake Powell, which is a dam on the Colorado River and the second biggest reservoir and dam in the country after Lake Mead, which is just downstream of the Grand Canyon, um, was an abomination. We had always heard it was an abomination and we had no interest in interacting with Lake Powell until <laughs> we went on a houseboat trip with um, Justine's parents and extended family. And we were like, oh, my God, this place is amazing. It's exquisitely beautiful. The most exquisite canyon country, I would say, that I've seen in the world. Um, and yes, it is flooded and much of it is underwater and much of it is not underwater. And uh, basically it planted the seed for us of what if we explored all of those canyons? And, and so <laughs> the original idea, Justine bought this little boat and we started going up and checking out some of the drainages. And everywhere we went, we were like more and more enthralled. Like we have to spend time here. And so we had this scheme of getting an old stripped down pontoon boat and putting a camper shell <laughs> and coming out. And, and we were in our 20s. We did not have yeah, what were very we like, much money. I was, maybe? Or? Yeah, I was a teacher <laughs> and Zane a videographer. And so it was like, let's save our pennies. And what can we come up with? And something like that um, was the idea. And I think what's amazing about that process was... It really attuned us to the manifestation process without us really being consciously aware of. And that's so much of the story of coming out here is the inherent process in focusing your intent, manifesting your desires, and then deprogramming yourself. And I think that in a nutshell is what this place has really given us as a gift. And it became more and more focus as Zane and actually my dad started looking for boats and then the final boat which we bought on my birthday was the exact two dollar amount that Zane and I had in our bank accounts and it which was, wasn't very much yeah which wasn't very much <laughs> but, but it, it was, was enough <laughs> it was great for in our 20s and this boat is set up and we still have her and we love her so much and she initiated this process but that focusing of Zane and my dad driving around looking at these boats thinking about it getting more and more clear 
on our intention of what do we actually want? What can we afford that we're not going to have to put the same amount back into? And that process we used after the fact too to manifest our land and build our house. And so I think that was an incredible experience um, in in. But but before we we get to all of that, like the the original experiment was we don't have anywhere to live. Justine quit her job to to come live out here on the lake. And we wanted uh, the lake is 200 in those days. It was maybe 150 miles of flooded canyon. And there's these exquisite sandstone slot canyons, big canyons of Canyons of every kind, the Escalante, if you've ever heard of it, exquisite, exquisite country. Um, And our idea was let's go live there because we love exploring planet Earth. And let's go sequentially up each of these drainages and just see what we find. And since we didn't have a house, we were fairly unencumbered. We're like, well, that'll be our house, right? And so we, we manifest this boat, the perfect boat for the exact amount of money we have. Justine quits her job. We go up lake, and what did we initially spend? I think we spent like three months the first year, and then maybe mm-hmm. six months the next year. Everyone told us we wouldn't make it through winter, and they were right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, pretty it was cold. clear that it wasn't like a year-round home. Our water lines would freeze and things, but but uh, but anyway, that's all besides beside the point. The experiment in in terms of sort of intentionality and energetically, I mean. To be fair, we didn't have quite the same understanding and context that we do now. But could if we just left the matrix and went out into, I would call this the backcountry, even though there's motorized vehicles, especially off season, it's extremely remote. You yeah, might not see anybody for days. It feels more remote as the Grand Canyon, which we just more came remote out than of. many national parks. I yeah, would say, yeah, yeah. And, and so we we were like, if we just go and live out in the wild on this little simple boat, we have basic luxuries. You know, we have running water and a stove and. Um, that was about it at that point and um, a refrigerator that's super important but anyway we could we start to deprogram ourselves to a degree of all of the mental chatter and all of the sort of matrix programs that run residually in the fields of most human beings and are trying to entrain us in every waking moment of you know I need to make money I need to um, be successful and a productive member of society and yada, yada, yada. And, and could we come out here and drop all of that and find ourselves in a state of presence, of elevated consciousness, right? And so we weren't meditating at that point, right? No, we didn't really I have mean, a... sort of thought, I think, both that we were going to go out, come out here and start meditating for six hours a day and, you know, really activate our path of enlightenment or awakening. And it was really hard for me, um, the busy program and productivity program runs very deep, um, for all of us and me personally. Yeah. You started writing a guidebook. Projects some of which were to make money because it was quickly dwindling. 
And so <laughs> that that initial experience was really, really challenging for me. I would say more so than for Zane because he's always been a freelancer and, um, you know, I had been working. And then the the lack of a disciplined practice, um, you know, it's like, oh, well, we're going to make amazing meals and go explore. And yet now that we're here again for our eighth year or something like that, we are able to recognize the impact that coming out here did have. And that's kind of what you were right, beginning right. to discuss. Yeah. So so much of it is is hindsight, right? But so after that first season, I think we stayed out to like December third or something and it was getting really cold, but there was nobody out. So we're we're in living in this canyon alone and we did not become enlightened, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping it would be that simple. It turns out there's a little more um, work. But when we got off the lake and we pulled the boat in the water, we were staying at a friend's house for a couple of days. And um, I had the beginning of sort of my awakening process. It's many, many stages. I was still, I was already kind of savvy to a lot of conspiracies and things and thinking alternatively about the world. But um, what really came in was suddenly that this is a multi-dimensional situation. Planet Earth, um, aliens, so to speak, ETs are very much real, have seeded all of the species on this planet. Their genetics are our genetics. Um, we are galactic mutts and started to put together all the pieces, too, about the cabal, the cabal and the control system. And it, it all seeded in, I believe, because of the space that mm-hmm. we took by being out here and being unplugged, completely unplugged from media. There was zero input, whether social media, news, any sort yeah. of external um, influence very limited frequency modulation too like yeah there's not not many (laughs) frequencies being broadcast out here you occasionally you could check your phone or something but um and, and so and and then you know that then triggered i think the same winter i had a week long we went to key west you remember that Mm -hmm. and i had this I mean, that was like the true energetic awakening. I was ecstatic for several weeks. I was in an altered state, and I remained in that state for quite a while. I remember being so nervous about losing it, (laughs) which I did. But um, I did eventually kind of come back down to ground. But it was almost as if that initial time away from society created the opening that then led into an entire lifeline we we spent that spring and or winter in taos new mexico which later became our home and where we met all of these incredible awake beings that we've had on the podcast right like like matthew and ginger and krisha who you know some of us have have uh heard speak on here but we we kind of i guess let's see let's refocus a little right It, it was like the houseboat showed us that you can manifest your dream in the physical. Yes. And we did it. We materialized this just 
otherworldly, the most beautiful, romantic, idyllic living situation possible. I mean, that, I feel that way right now. Right absolutely, here. absolutely. And we're talking about like sailing in the Caribbean and all yeah, kinds of amazing stuff. Us, and this is this it. Is, <laughs> this is it. And it really created this whole timeline. And I think a big part of our experience and what we want to talk about is inspiration and the inspiration that being out here gives us and the joy of being alive in a body that being out here gives us and shows us and helps us to embody physically in and through our experiences out here and that inspiration and stoke for life really makes the false matrix hard to hook into deeply and we we actually decided we wanted to build our house in Taos while we were out here we were with a friend and we were talking about our winter experience in Taos and she said to us I think the two of you need to have a private conversation about Taos and I was like, what is she talking about, Zane? What do you think she means? And anyway, that, you know, story doesn't so much matter, but it's allowing yourself these experiences. And so many people at that time said, you guys are so amazing. I can't believe you're doing this. I would be so afraid. And they said that they would be scared and how, like, you know, amazing they thought it was that we were doing this and we're kind of like from our perspective we're like being irresponsible but it's the (laughs) most responsible to our personal life path and really created this timeline that we were on that we are on now right and 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 so I mean I think there was there's kind of two components One was a very practical component that moving on the boat, we learned a lot of hands-on skills that were just necessary. Like the boats are a lot of work, if you've ever heard that. And it's kind of a little house too. And so there's all these systems to maintain and work on and constant construction and building. And then the other component was energetic of like, wow, we can bring our vision into creation. And so we took that back to land with us realizing that we really needed a home base and we went and we built our own house in Taos and same thing so many people during that process were like you can't do it you don't have enough money uh this is totally unrealistic yada 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 and we did it (laughs) it's awesome and we have a beautiful home in Taos New Mexico now in addition to our houseboat and all of this was like you know in our late 20s at that point I mean I, I think we finished our house I was maybe 28 or 29 or something and you were too I guess yeah same age um but anyway so so to learn that process of manifestation was huge to learn that stepping out of the matrix and being in the outdoors is a viable pathway towards yeah calling in our dream lifelines there is inspiration here a connection to our home star systems, to our channels. I feel it so intensely when I come out here, like the inspiration just floods my veins. And I, I'm I'm excited about all the things that yeah. are really, truly me that, you know, that not in like an egoic way, but in like a 
my blueprints, like my blueprints light up and I want to bring into expression the things that I love and care about yeah. most and that, that bring me that state of elation, which from an energetic perspective is all we're ever trying to accomplish. Right. If everybody on earth was doing that, all of these inverted systems would cease to exist immediately. It doesn't matter what your belief systems are. And so I want to then bring that into your school. Yeah, right? yeah, so. perfect. And so I think that that's what so many people who are plugged into the false grid matrix are trying to do. They're trying to find their purpose and do it, but they're working really, really hard to do it. And not that we haven't and still do, you know, have these moments of intense pushing and effort um, that that is required to manifest in this dimension and density. And yet taking this space is what for me brought, you know, the kind of initial phase of my purpose into manifestation. And it was out here on the lake with Zane and his mom who was visiting that I said for the first time that I, it's, want to create a school and that came out of the experiences that I had teaching and then bringing children outside on the San Juan River and from that I was trying to develop a program I was out here you know bringing the matrix onto the lake writing this grant to try and create this outdoor kind of supplemental program that I could run in the summer. And, but anyway, the words just kind of came out of my mouth because Zane's mom, um, you know, sent Zane to Waldorf school and was really focused on education and appropriate developmentally supportive education and Steiner is incredible and that Waldorf system is amazing and we were having these discussions and you know that's when it just came through and now the school has 170 children and is in its second year of operation and one of the teachers of the school has been here for the past week and being out here, taking space from the matrix is actually where this vision came from and this alignment to my true purpose, which I would not have found if I had just kept teaching. It would have been, you know, this kind of band-aid fix of like, oh, I do these river trips in the summer and open this nonprofit and we do supplemental programs and but the kids are still suffering yeah but the kids are suffering and they are being traumatized by our education system and that stepping into of my purpose really happened from being on the planet and not really focusing on it taking space and letting the voice of the true mind speak to you and through you is kind of what being here is all about. And sure, now we've cultivated a meditation practice and we 
bring in these experiences. Blasted off with rotas. Right, and gone through these cleanses, (laughs) and yet at the same time, multi dimensional activation. Being here, (laughs) there is an inherent process as you deprogram yourself and disconnect from the matrix that we don't actually have to work that hard to step into our power and our purpose we just need to clear ourselves out and in some ways like coming out here initially was an energetic cleanse and through clearing out these programs which were really hard to do for me here we are now you know and we've we've really accelerated our timeline in creating the life that we want and I think right now on this trip we're like holy shit go us <laughs> how we is this really, possible like how like, are we able to do this and like I was saying to you last night it's like we just like stepped into this like completely surreal otherworldly magical lifeline where we own this little boat on one of the most beautiful in one of the most enchanted parts of the planet i mean it's so inconceivable that and it's like and yet here we are you know And and we're and we're living and and life itself just the living of life here is completely satisfying more than i mean it's inspiring like i I go to bed. I've been going to bed so excited about tomorrow. And I'm like, where, what are we going to go do to, where are mm. we going to explore tomorrow? When does that happen? I mean, I'm so thrilled that we built a house in Taos and that we have a home base and it really helps to deal with the system and a lot of the challenges it throws at us. But I don't often have that experience at home on land. I, I, <laughs> so to be out here and to, to feel like, and even meditating in the morning, I'm like, I'm, this is great, but like, I'm so excited yeah, to, to go here. explore. Like I, yeah. I kind of, we kind of needed to wrap this up so that we can like go on our <laughs> adventure, Yeah, you know? And, and it was funny, like, uh, we took a little bit of, um, mushrooms yesterday and had an amazing experience in these canyons of, you know, we're moving through these reflection scapes of painted walls being reflected Um, And it's almost like this infinity of creation Mm. and you're moving through the glassy water of the canyon ways floating and and it's like, you know, totally ecstatic experience. And um, yeah, then just like a whole day miraculous. It's at one point anyway, I, I sat down and. I started to go deeply inward and it was kind of like flipping the channels on the radio. I was like dialing through these different realities, like just little tasters and like, wow, like, yeah, the dimensionality of creation is so incredible and exquisite. But then snapping back and being back in my body and like, this is where I actually want to be. I want to yeah. be on earth. And, yeah. and it sounds trivial but I really think it's it's not like for human beings to just want to be here and to love being here and to love the planet and all of her expressions all the different 
forms that life that creation takes out here like our friend was talking about geodiversity is like biodiversity of how many different patterns the rocks take and the canyons take and little niche things and designs and everywhere exquisite beauty and intricacies that you could marvel at all day long and that is engaging with the creation frequencies as the creator intended and there's no amount of sort of high vibe talk or beliefs or whatever you can be the most awake quote-unquote person on earth but not have any true connection to this place this planet right this environment this physicality trying to leave here and we have taken so much care and precision and focus to incarnate into a body onto this planet for this moment. And being out here helps us to be here. And we are here to be here. And that is so simple and yet incredibly profound because the more we can translate our multi-dimensional amazingness into this 3D physical meat sack and love being here, the more we change this place, the more we step into our role as guardians and living librarians on the planet and help cultivate and create the new octave on the planet. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. And and it's so easy to feel yourself getting entrained back into um, sort of almost like, at least for me, these kind of guilt complexes of like, well, I'm just out here living in paradise, like eating delicious food all day and like boating around to these canyons and going on these incredible hikes and stuff and witnessing this beauty coming back like swimming taking a warm shower and eating more delicious food and then (laughs) like going to bed under the starlight on the roof and snuggling with our kitty our kitties on the boat I mean it's ridiculous and and like feeling almost guilty for that and then and then at the same time being like wait what like why would you feel guilty like that's it and that's the love of a mother for her children like think of the creator the creator wants us to so enjoy this experience of being embodied and being physically interacting with this environment that is so conscious and so extraordinary and actually living that is creating a frequency bubble Mm -hmm. of the new earth timeline and it's very much out of phase with what's happening in you know new york city or las vegas right now but it is 100 percent real and very existing and planet and something that i believe is incoming for every human being on earth and and that is the new octave is when we and we have work to do too like this is amazing and we're still working through our our shadow aspects and our blocks and all these things living this life but but we are all going to step into an existence of that degree of inspiration and just joy with being alive and being in the flow of creation Mm -hmm. 
and I think can I talk just briefly too about like the whole mechanical yeah sort of, of course yeah. like 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 my counterpart I would say to Justine's school is sort of like I've, I've always had a very engineering focused mind since I was a little little kid I came in with organic technology codes and they translate here however they translate but working on all the little systems on the boat like I I love the place and I love our little floating home here so much and our little commuter boat our little 13 foot Boston whaler with a 25 horsepower and it's like the cutest little (laughs) speedboat and and I spend all this time engineering these systems and for me like that's an elated state like I've I love it and so even though sometimes the work will kind of overload and it feels like dense and a little bit of a burden there is always this underlying like elation of like we're making our little home and our little space like that much better and more beautiful and it's it's like really there now right it's like dialed and functional to a point super dialed it's never been before and incredibly gratifying um form yeah what were you gonna say oh i was just gonna (laughs) say this is about you um that kind of inspiration and activation of those you know codes that you have for organic technology really came in because Zane started to dweeb out about hydrofoils and this has been a many year process. A hydrofoil is a a boat that flies in the water. It has an actual wing like an airplane but the wing is underwater. Yeah. Short version. Awesome and and I think that inspiration really created a timeline shift for you because Zane designed all these ways to make our little Boston Whaler, whose name is Bean Squadron, um, (laughs) a little hydrofoil boat to reduce drag and to make the ride smoother and all of these things. And he had all these designs. And then he started contacting these people who used to manufacture kits. And then one of the manufacturers, this guy, sent us these books that he wrote Um, of a grand unified theory in physics and here I am a former high school physics teacher now getting these books from these guy this guy who's helping Zane design his little project and these books are incredible and they're called our fluid universe I think and that was an incredible activation for me and for you I think but I am like obsessed with physics and I'm a total secret dweeb it's not that secret and so that entire you know allowing of this inspiration to come in and allowing like I am gonna just go down this rabbit hole of this project that may or may not be practical and let myself be inspired and have all of these designs and kind of the way it it fractals out and then impacts our lives and then helps you activate that you know creative genius in yourself is just really incredible and came from just being out here and letting yourself not have the pressure of like oh this isn't related to a job this isn't productive yeah exactly like removing that (laughs) parasite that we now know exists and clearing that out and then just feeling the joy of creation which is kind of hard for us to feel even at our house 
And there is another step of removal being out here where these things are joyful and don't feel the same pressure as when you're plugged in in the same way. Yeah, and and I think it's also important to add that like we never had a trust fund we never had just like gobs of money like we had to figure out we had 50 navigating at one point $50. out here 50 so we had to I navigate like, i need to go sub because <laughs> i think a lot of people will then throw up that limitation of like well i can't do that because i need to work and it's like well guess what so did so we. we and so do we still and yet justina's now kind of called in a dream job where she's there and she's not you know and She's running this school and it's like a Starseed Academy school, like interfacing with the public school system all at the same time. And, um, you know, like amazing healings happening there. And um, I'm personally moving into doing this cleanse work. And yet it's I, I keep I notice myself bumping into the these things of like, well, I'm going to have to give up this thing I love because mm-hmm. of that. And like. And I'm like, absolutely no, not. In like, alignment. It's, it's not, I mean, it's, how can we say that we're calling in the new octave or the new earth if we're giving up the things we love in the process? Like, it doesn't make sense. So, so what we are calling in is all of the above. And, yeah. and I think it's not, it's too much for today, but ultimately where this leads is to the community hub and the idea of human beings working collaboratively together to reinvent all of the living systems on earth. And by working together, we're gonna realize how much abundance we create with one another um, when we're actually aligned and inspired and not slaving away for an energy harvesting apparatus. (laughs) That is the matrix. so, so yeah, I think maybe just to kind of summarize the whole thing, it's like when the original vision came in for the houseboat, we didn't know quite where it was going to go or how we were going to get there, but the inspiration was there and we made the leap. And it yeah. then created this kind of chain reaction of making the next leap, you know, of like building the house, right? Or Justine then founding her school right after and then next, I think, is going to be our retreat center and this community hub. And these all piggyback on each other. And it all starts with just the absolute commitment to living the highest Your... timeline and turning off those little nagging parasitic voices that are bringing up all the practicalities so to speak of why it's not possible Right. to actually right. creating barriers for ourselves and there was something you said earlier that if we wanted to talk about so it's a little bit of a backtrack but kind of the versions or variations of what we would call being awake and I think for us that you know initiation of like embodiment being out here physically and not actually sitting and meditating at least in the beginning Um, because we didn't have that practice yet, really brings so much of our inspiration, our higher dimensional aspects down through into physicality for them to express. 
And we just got off of the Grand Canyon where we were with this group of people. And being down there rowing a boat is so physical. It is takes all of your complete focus and you are physically in your body and present and embodied. And we thought while we were down there, wow, these people may not talk about star lineage and multidimensionality and all of these, you know, high level topics in, in our community. And yet they are fully in their body here. And that is a form of being awake. And some of them would even say things. This one guy would say these little things like, wow, isn't it so great that we're in this beautiful place with our good intentions? And those are just getting into this place. And it's like, I don't know that he says that on a regular basis. And yet here he is because he's fully present in his body and how that can just really deprogram yourself and it pushes the parasites out the more you take ownership over your physical form the less room there is for something that's not you and the the energetic attunement right to the place or to being in your body surpasses the mental overlays which tend to be contentious (laughs) they tend to be the root of conflict exactly and and so yeah like you know there's there's endless examples of um, human beings being in a channel state of sorts or being in a just super Flow high frequency state. living, whether it's through their artwork, uh, you know, musicians. Um, it, it could be, you know, somebody who loves to get out and do extreme sports, right? You know, like amazing skier or um, climber or whatever it is. And, and, you know, on and on and on. It could be tinkering in your garage, but... There's so many different access points for for being in a state of inspiration and and that elevated state of consciousness from an energetic perspective is actually what moves us towards these new and higher timelines. And so I think it's easy to be discouraged when we only engage with the community of like new agers or whatever you want to call it, the awakening community um, on, on, on a level of sort of mental overlays of like, you know, what, what do you know about like, where are you Pleiadian or Syrian or Arcturian, you know? And then it's like, okay. And like what frequency band and all these things. And it's like, hold on, hold on. There are all these human beings that, are adding their contribution in ways that we cannot quantify or understand with the logical mind and in in terms of the overlays. And so I think that's all just by way of saying we're a lot closer than we may think sometimes to yeah. bringing in this, this new octave and, and the new earth because not everyone needs to believe the same things as you. They need to live at the same frequency. Yeah. Mm. And so, mm. yeah, that's that has yes. nothing to do with what you say or what you know. And it has everything to do with how you feel in the process. Yes. And being able to fully be here. Because in that same community, a lot of starseeds and human bodies want to leave. And what's the point 
of taking such care to get into this system to just ascend away from it. How is that really helping this place transform? And so the variety of experience and diversity of beings coming through and in is part of what makes this place so exciting and amazing. That is biodiversity and galactic diversity on one planet. And we're all here to bring our unique signature frequency into expression. And so that that will look different then for everyone because it is, it's music. And we all have a different note that we're bringing in to create that music together. And if everyone had the same note, it would be a monotone and would not be beautiful. And that's what the AI is creating. Right, so exactly. We have these clones. completely contrasting timelines that are moving in opposite directions at an accelerating pace. And one is the organic timeline and one is the synthetic AI timeline. And that one is all about homogenizing human beings into rigid patterns, belief systems, and ultimately cybernetic existence and meanwhile the organic timeline is this infinite fractal of creation that's a blossoming node everywhere you look in every direction there is unlimited possibility and so that's a message that we are bringing (laughs) you here from the beautiful outdoors of a living planet (laughs) 